Welcome into another edition of Camp Notes on Word on the Street. I'm Nico Mehta, and with me is Chris Schisler. Camp Notes are brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. Discover the healing power of CBD products. Shop at PanaceaLife.com and use code RSR at checkout to get a 30% discount. So, Chris, uh, nice Sunday afternoon uh, practice today, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was a pretty chill practice, and the weather was about as good as it's been in a while uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, Sunday stroll in the park is what I would call it. Yeah, so you were watching the uh, defensive backs during practice today. What stood out to you from this group? Well, first and foremost, my eyes are always kind of glued on Kyle Hamilton. And I think Kyle Hamilton had a really good practice today. It wasn't a very eventful practice. He did uh, do a really good job closing uh, uh, in on receivers. He had one good play against Rashad Bateman in that facet where, I mean, just the ground that this guy can cover is pretty impressive. Uh, he's never out of a play. And he's very active. You know, he, he never stays still during a play. He, he never gets caught flat-footed. He's always moving. Marcus Williams, to me, was very aggressive at the safety position. Um, I really like what he had. He almost had a pick at one point. Um, and uh, Worley, the guy we brought, Daryl Worley, the guy we brought in, had a pick again. Uh, he had a pick in the preseason game. He had a pick in practice. So we might have just brought him on to be a filler for camp. But you know what? He's holding up his end of the bargain. Yeah, I think Worley's definitely a practice squad candidate. He was on the practice squad, or I don't even know. I don't know if we signed him to the active roster or practice squad last year, but they're familiar with him. I think they know him well enough that, you know, they trust him to be, uh, you know, for example, a game day activation in a pinch um, if there are injuries. Um, I think the roster math is getting tough. Defensive defensive back is one of those spots. And with, with all the safeties and corners that we have, something that Mike McDonald acknowledged today, just it's, it's just going to be tough to see which guys make the team and which don't. Um, I would say it's probably the the Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Kyle Fuller, uh, Jalen Armour Davis, uh, Demarion, Demarion Williams are, as the five kind of locks at cornerback. But then Brandon Stevens, I guess he still counts as a, he's playing more corner than he is safety. So he probably counts as that, too. But beyond that, it's tough to see how a guy like David Reed or uh, Worley is going to make the team. But, you know, y- you can never have enough corners. So, um I think that's that's going to be something to watch. I think in the preseason game too, to see if they actually uh, to see if they actually go ahead and, and keep more than more than six corners and as many safeties as we think they'll keep. Yeah, I could see Tony Jefferson and Geno Stone in a real tight roster battle. I could, I mean, you you have Kyle Hamilton, Williams, and Chuck Clark. I'd like to think Stone makes it, but if you count Brandon Stevens as a safety. I could see neither of them making it uh, in, a, in that scenario. So it's very interesting to see what's going to happen with the safety position. Um, but outside, behind Clark, I don't think there's any lock. I think it's Hamilton, Williams, Clark, and there's no lock after that. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing to remember is the team does these, you know, handshake deals with a veteran who they'll cut, mm-hmm. you know, they'll move guys to the injured reserve, uh, you know, whatever they need to do, and then re-sign them right away. And so I think – you know, Jefferson's certainly a candidate for that. Um, Kevon Seymour, who we didn't even mention, um, if the if the Ravens want to keep him around, I can't imagine that um, he would be on the original 53. I, I'm sure he'd probably be one of those handshake deals too because um, they really like him in special teams. Um, moving on to the defensive line, I think the defensive line had another solid day. Travis Jones continues to pop. Um, 
but I didn't really notice that much from the edge rush. Did you? Other than Adafi Owe, not so much. Uh, I was really hoping to see a little bit more uh, from Stephen Means because he kind of popped in the scene of the preseason game, got a sack, got some pressures. Um, in practice, he hasn't really stood out to me. So it was surprising in the preseason game when he played so well. Again, in practice, it's really Owe and everybody else. Uh, I keep waiting for Dalen Hayes to stack some practices together and get me excited. Um, there have been times where I think Dalen Hayes has shown good things, but, and I think he's the closest to Tyus Bowser of the outside linebackers that we have while we wait for Bowser to come back and he'll be back anytime. Uh, he should be ready for week one, but there's just no one really showing up at the outside linebacker position um, I like Houston and Oway. Outside of that, it's pretty bleak, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you really are looking for Dalen Hayes to step up a little bit, and it's just it's not happening. Um, and so I think that's, you know, going to be a place where we're going to need the reinforcements midseason. Again, it wouldn't be an impossibility for them to add another veteran there. But again, you see them adding, um, you know, adding guys. They added Trent Harris. You see them adding more like camp body guys than they are really guys who are going to come in and compete right away. And so I think that kind of tells you they like the group they have, even if it's not as deep as you'd want right now. Um, moving on to the offensive side of the ball, it kind of felt like Lamar did not was was did not have as good a day as he has uh, typically was I think sharper in the earlier parts of practice than he was later on. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with um, Greg Roman said that they were installing uh, kind of doing their final installation of new um, new stuff on offense today. And so I don't know if, you know, that was Jackson just getting adjusted to, to the routes and the concepts and things, or if uh, it was just, you know, random off day, which happens. Um, what were some of your takeaways from uh, the quarterbacks today? All right, so Lamar Jackson, I kind of expect him to be a little streaky here and there. He, he's kind of like that in the games. When he's hot, he's no one can stop him. And when he's not, he'll make some big plays, but, you know, things can be a struggle. So Lamar was a little bit inconsistent, kind of as you alluded to today. Um, he threw some really nice balls, especially down to the sidelines. I'm really liking his ball placement and accuracy and that in that facet. That's something that continues to impress me. Um, Tyler Huntley, you know, I, he, he's just not doing it for me right now. Uh, I want to say that this was a horrible practice for him, but he looked a lot better in the preseason game than he has in any practice. And Anthony Brown, I mean, he's behind Huntley. Nothing really changed there. So I want to say the quarterbacks had a bad day today. But they've definitely put some balls in harm's way, including Jackson. And you're like, you kind of want to see them get away from that. You kind of want to see them play a little smarter, more sharp. Yeah, and I think one of the things is, uh, you know, again, installing new concepts. There's kind of an ebb and flow. Some days where the defense wins, some days where the offense wins. Um, you know, I think the I thought the offense was pretty good in goal line work. Uh, Mark Andrews had a couple touchdowns. I think Rashad Bateman uh, caught a touchdown on a slant. Um, I think uh, Benjamin Victor had a had a long had a touchdown after quite a while. Lamar Jackson went through like almost every single one of his reads. So they looked sharper in goal line work, which you know was kind of a weakness. I think scoring in the re scoring in the red zone, scoring the goal line was kind of a weakness this year. So I think we'll see a bigger emphasis on that. I think we'll see them roll out some different plays. 
Um, you know, I think with Bateman and depending on who makes the team, now that you can throw fades to Andrews, you could probably throw a fade to Isaiah likely and obviously Bateman. Um, but you know, like for example, Shamar Bridges caught a slot, caught a fade out of the slot today. And, you know, that's, that's another kind of wrinkle when you think about the fifth wide receiver, it's not so much a little bit less overall wide receiver talent, a little bit more, you know, what situations can I use you in? What thing, you know, what one thing do you bring to this team that the rest of the guys that you're competing with don't? Um, because I think Jalen Moore is probably the best looking overall wide receiver out there, but he's not that much different from what they already have in general in Tylen Wallace and James Prochet. And so I think when you think about going for a fifth wide receiver, is it, do you want the guy who is, you know, just the best pure receiver? Do you want a guy who is the best at a certain thing when it comes to receiving like contested catches and Shamar Bridges? And I have to say, he is looking pretty, pretty shaky off the, or not shaky, shifty in a good way off the line of scrimmage. So. Yeah, I like Shamar Bridges, and he certainly popped in the preseason. I really think, to your point, it's what do you give me that I don't already have? I think that's a really good point that you've made. And I, I'd say that Bridges and Benjamin Victor are the two guys that give you something that you need, which is size, which is size and the ability to go up and get the football. So I, I'd be very interested when we play the Arizona Cardinals in the second preseason game to see, does it stay like it did last time with uh, Bridges making the plays? Or does Victor kind of say, hey, look, the, I'm not giving this one up. So that's what I'm looking for at wide receiver is out of those two, who steps up? And do they just say, screw it, Jalen Moore is the best overall player? Yeah, and it's it's tough. You know, I think Victor uh, – Makai Polk is another kind of big body guy um, – Victor is looks good, but doesn't, I don't know. He doesn't flash to me the way more and bridges do. And I even think Makai Polk is um, maybe for me, even a step above or above, above uh, Benjamin Victor at this point, just because I think Polk is, I just see him a little bit more involved, a little bit more active um, pushing on special teams, big time. I would say more bridges. Um, That's a good point. Put on push on special teams, big time. Yeah, and Polk is very short-handed, and he grabs the ball out of the uh, out of the air a little more forcefully. I think Benjamin Victor, when he makes a play, sometimes is a little more showy, and I I, I think physicality is what I worry about with Benjamin Victor, which might be the edge that a guy like Makai Falk or Bridges has over. Yeah, and I, he's not as smooth coming in and out of his breaks as Jalen Moore is, and that's fine. But if that's the case, you really have to show, you know, you're a yak guy, you're a contested catch guy. And again, like what I said, he hasn't necessarily done anything particularly bad. He just he hasn't quite popped. Um, and I think that it's tough as a result, it's tough to measure like what what the Ravens are going to prioritize when it comes to this last wide receiver and and how much you know a guy popping in training camp matters to them versus you know, just consistent performance, how they feel about him in drills, whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do think there is a fifth wide receiver on the team. I just don't know who it is. Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. I, I wonder if the Ravens know who it is, and I wonder if they have strong feelings one way or the other, and they're trying to be, trying to be proven right. I, I'm very curious about that. Yeah, I think the next, I think, I think the game against the Cardinals will be really telling as to, you know, just who's getting the most snaps. I think, especially if you see, 
Um, you know, guys get used in multiple spots. If you see like Shamar Bridges in the red zone and the goal line a lot, then you kind of think, okay, maybe he's going to be part of the goal line package if, if they want him. So um, I think that's something I'll be, I'll be on, on the lookout for. Um, Mark Andrews is still Mark Andrews. Uh, that, that, that connection is still there between him and Jackson might even be sharper. I feel like um, doesn't seem like he ever does anything wrong in practice, like ever. Well, I've always thought that Mark Andrews is the perfect example of a guy who he's just better than everybody else. And you know, it. he's the best player you have. Uh, if you had to rank all the players on this team by how well they do their job, other than Justin Tucker, I don't think anyone would beat Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. Um, I didn't think Isaiah likely had necessarily popped today. It didn't seem like he had a, Huge day, which I guess is kind of weird considering how how dominant he's been this whole time. Well, I also think it's the plays they run and what they're trying to work on. I I don't think the Ravens have any doubt that Isaiah likely is what is advertised, what we've seen. Um, so I think it's getting real, and I think they're trying to work on things, trying to learn things. And I, I don't know how much more you can learn about Isaiah likely. Um, you know he is what – he is. He's a good pass catching tight end who is almost a wide receiver out there. And before we get into the last few topics I want to discuss, I just want to remind everyone that Camp Notes are brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. As everyone knows, last season the Ravens were crushed by injuries, but even those players who didn't miss time, they still had to deal with aches and pains. Just like the weekend warriors out there who play softball, basketball, racquetball, tennis, flag, flag football, golf, like me, the list goes on. Pain management is crucial to performance in the NFL and to the amateur athlete. CBD products are so beneficial, non-addictive, and less expensive than big pharma products and over-the-counter meds without the side effects, and they do not get you high. Panacea is offering our listeners a 30% discount by using discount code RSR at checkout when visiting panacealife.com. Panacea Life Sciences, CBD products that work. Speaking of CBD products and injuries, Justice Hill, man, he is... uh, He's, he just seems like he's might even be the starter if Gus and JK aren't ready to go week one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I maybe, maybe they give the nod to Davis cause he's the vet and they trust him to carry the ball a little more. But again, it's one of those cases where it makes me want to be cautious about Dobbins and Edwards more than I already am in terms of bringing them back. Right. Dobbins was not present on yesterday or today on Saturday or Sunday practice. Um, you know, John Harbaugh said they were evaluation days where they, he didn't really clarify if they were pre-planned. I think they, they may have been planned for him to not um, practice maybe one of these days, but it is a little concerning that he missed two days when he, he just, he did not look hundred percent when he first came back out. And so, um, you know, I, it, on the, on the flip side of that, on the flip side of the concern there is I feel very confident in, in, in either Mike Davis or justice Hill being the like starting running back week one for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge Mike Davis guy in the sense of I don't think he has given, shown as much pop and polish as I'd like to see from a guy whose big thing is he's the veteran running back of the group. Justice Hill to me has been the most consistent player. Justice Hill to me has been the best player in the passing game. And I really just think Justice Hill is a guy that he's starting to show what I think he could have been um, if he got the start to his career that, you know, you're kind of looking for. 
And it makes me wonder if he didn't get hurt last year, if he would have been the cure to the running game when without J.K. Dobbins and with Marcus Edwards. So he might actually get an opportunity uh, while we're waiting on the full-fledged J.K. Dobbins and Gus, Gus Edwards to show you, hey, I should have been the antidote last year. I just happened to get hurt too. I mean, I already kind of felt like that was the case. There's, there's, there's no real reason that he'll like, yeah, he'll hasn't obviously popped enough to get a ton of carries in his first three seasons. But I also think he's steadily gotten better. He looks better. He looks more comfortable carrying the ball than he has before. And I think he's ready to actually be not just a, a good pass protector, but a little bit more of a weapon in the passing game. And I think that's hopefully where he separates himself. Um, last thing I want to talk about is the offensive line. A couple interesting things today. Um, you know, Ben Cleveland paying right and left guard. Um, it seems like they're almost grooming him to be the right guard. I don't know if that's going to be next year if they take their take the contract. Um, the they cut Kevin Zeitler because I think you know they have an out. I think last year is last year of his deal and wouldn't be too much dead money. Um, and you know, Falele getting reps at left and right tackle too. Um, you know, I think it's two things because Tyree Phillips is also getting reps at left tackle. I just think they want guys ready. I just think they they never want to be in a situation in the middle of a game where two, you know, your top two right guards or your top two right tackles or whoever, they both get hurt in the same game. And all of a sudden you have someone who hasn't had anything, any reps at the position before stepping in. I think there's some value in getting, you know, even Phillips a couple tackle snaps every now and then just to keep him, you know, fresh there, even if he's not particularly useful, it's still better than, you know, throwing, you know, Tristan Cologne or Ben Powers or someone who doesn't know anything about the position in there. Yeah. I 100% agree. And if you think about last year, even go back the year before that, what is the one thing the Ravens have consistently had? Shuffling on the offensive line. Lots of shuffling. And and you got to be ready. Ben Cleveland uh, is a guy that I think has potential. And you know what? I know he had the negative start to camp with failing the conditioning test. But he's looking solid. I, I actually don't think there's an offensive lineman right now that gives me a lot of pause. Obviously, I don't want to see Tyree Phillips a tackle. But other than that, the offensive line is looking pretty solid. And Falale is well ahead of what I thought he would have been coming out of Minnesota. And that's been my big takeaway of camp is this guy looks like more like Orlando Brown Jr. than I thought he did. Yeah, and again, there's no there's no pressure on him to start this year. He gets to learn behind mm-hmm. Morgan Moses, uh, Juwan James, Stanley. You know, even David Sharp still David Sharp still a vet on the team. And as a result, I just think he he can have like the kind of ideal rookie situation. You get to learn. You're not forced into you know protecting Lamar Jackson or you know uh, an offense that is not super, not a very not an exceptionally simple offense. Um, and as he gets more integrated in the offense, he'll, I think he'd probably be our starting right tackle, maybe even early as early as next year. I could see it. If, if he really develops, they want, they want to use him because he's so big. And Greg Rowan was talking about how flexible he is and how, you know, he doesn't actually have very many limitations, physical limitations because of how big he is. And so it's, it is, it is a good start for him. I, I will put it to you this way. Fourth down, John Harbaugh is going for it. You put an extra offensive tackle on the field and you just say sheer size and power is getting us this yard. 
Yeah, I mean, the idea of having Ben Cleveland and Daniel Falele like right guard and right tackle is uh, is pretty pretty tantalizing because I'm not sure that there's like a pair of defensive linemen that like those guys wouldn't move or like I would I think those two if if you coach if you coach them up um, you know they're at right guard and right tackle that's that's a dominant half of the line physically um, the well, technique is obviously going to have to be there but physically. That's that's a physically dominant line that can just me- overpower people across from them, which is, you know, obviously technique is really important, but there are plenty of times where we see guys just completely overpower someone physically because they can. And I think that having that like just ready to go is 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 exciting. Size wise, it's very much like Militalo and Ogden on the left side for years for the Ravens. The future is pretty bright at the position. Obviously, there's, you know, there's still projects. Cleveland and Falale are still projects, but they're projects that are ahead of schedule. And if injuries are doomsday again this year, which knock on wood, hopefully they're not, you've got some guys who are ready to go to battle. Yeah, so I think uh, I think that just about covers it, Chris. I would say if there's any any few last takeaways that you took away from camp. Overall, I just am really impressed with the way the Ravens work. You know, there always seems to be a good bit of focus. And even on a sloppy practice, there are always positives. You know, you always see some work getting done. So I'm very impressed with the way John Harbaugh runs camp overall. Yeah, I I think there's a good sense of accountability. You know, guys got to run a false start if they commit a pre-snap penalty or guys got to run a lap if they commit a pre-snap penalty like a false start. A lot of lot of guys and coaches charting each other, giving feedback. Um, I think Kyle Hamilton tried to catch a ball with one hand today. And the coach was like, dude, like what do you like two hands, you know, he's, he's rookies having fun, but they're, they're not afraid to, you know, just make sure everyone's staying completely focused too. And so I think that, you know, again, preseason training camp, it's tough to always tell, but it feels like they're primed for, for a good year. Yep. All right. Thanks so much, Chris. And uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in.